Hi everyone and welcome to my podcast, Is That What You Think? Which includes a lot of conversations and also a little bit of coaching thrown in. In each episode, I'll be talking to some amazing people, finding out about what they do, how they do it, what they think and how they navigate life's obstacles. I'm sure we'll find out some interesting things and also if you're in the same career as my guest or want to get into that industry, then hopefully you'll get some useful insights. I'll also throw some coaching questions at my guests to really dig deep into their mind and their innermost thoughts. So, if like me, you're a bit of a people watcher when you're sat in that coffee shop, I know you're going to love this podcast. So, let's not waste any more time and let me introduce you to my guest, Becky Kerr, who is a commercial and wedding photographer, covers the home counties in London, she has a wealth of experience and has undertaken some very interesting projects over the years. So I'm very interested to learn more about Becky and also the world of photography. Hi Becky, how are you? Thank you so much for coming on to my podcast. Hi, I'm very well, thank you. And uh, yeah, I'm looking Good forward stuff. to it. So tell me a little bit more about you, your, the world in which, in which you kind of, you work for your photography. Okay, so um, I've been doing photography for such a long time. Um, I went to art college um, and did a general art and design course. And through that course, I specialised in photography. And on the course, my sort of course leader, she was actually a photographer and sort of really guided me and um, sort of nurtured me at that age. And just really sort of set out my path I hadn't considered going to university and um, she suggested that I should and that I had a real passion for photography Um, so that's sort of how my journey started Um, I applied for universities and then I happened to uh, apply to Manchester Metropolitan University as well which is where she had studied and um, and I went for interview there and was accepted on a course for general art and design um, and then specialising in photography. So I would work alongside illustrators, graphic designers um, on the course and then we'd break out and do photography. So that's really sort of where where I started and my journey began. And um, after graduating from university, um, I went to London um, to work. I worked as a picture editor in magazines and worked on loads and loads of uh, different titles um, and really sort of started learning my trade, but was very conscious that I wasn't doing photography, which I was so passionate about. I was working with photographers, I was choosing photographers, I was choosing the photography that went into these magazines, but still had that burning desire to sort of get back into photography. Amazing. So I guess you kind of, you saw a lot and you got involved in a lot, but there was kind of this burning ambition to just get more and more involved, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So um, I could also see in the graphic design part department and the art directors, they would go on the, the photo shoots in Art Direct, which I was really interested in doing. So I sort of worked my way through there and kept sort of badgering them to go on shoots to just see what was going on. I was really hungry to learn and um, 
and then I took on some courses to do graphic design so that I could get into those departments so that I would have access to the photographers. So then I moved from being a picture editor um, over into the uh, graphic design department and then worked my way up, moved to a different publishing house. I, I went and worked at national magazines. I worked on Prima Baby magazine and Prima um, and loved it, loved the life, loved being around creatives. It, it, it was what I wanted to do, but still in the back of my mind, still wanted to be using my camera. Um, and then I went freelance. So again, that gave me loads of experience, different magazines, working on BBC magazine, good, uh, good housekeeping, Cosmo Girl, loads of different opportunities. Um, and then I got to the stage where we relocated out of London and I moved up to Bedfordshire and wanted to set up on my own then as a photographer. Um, I'd always loved wedding photography, but it was quite traditional, not my style. And over the years, it changed, become a lot more of a sort of a natural documentary, which sort of fitted in with my background of working on magazines. So I saw the opportunity to set up my company, um, Becky Kerr Photography, which was sort of 18 years ago and um, started photographing weddings um, and started building up the business. I was learning, learning loads on the job um, how to run a business um, and sort of de dealing with different clients. I was working in a very different environment that I had been used to, but was absolutely loving it. And, and really, luckily, I still absolutely love doing my job. Um, and giving me the variety, it was giving me the variety to meet lots of different people. Um, work in loads of different scenarios and also I expanded the business I'd work with families doing family portraits as well as weddings and then started to work for commercial entities as well and working for quite a few big clients in the commercial world um, and uh, just the variation of my job is what I really love what really excites me every day and um, I'm able to sort of push the boundaries I'm able to help people which is really important and also create special memories for them with their weddings and their family. It sounds like your your um, business has kind of evolved over time and I guess as you've kind of learned and kind of got more strings to your bow as you've got more um, talents um, under your belt I guess that's that's helped you grow the business from what it sounds like to more of the style um, and the projects that you want am i right on that most definitely yeah definitely i've always had um my style is quite a natural um style of photography a little bit documentary but it also marries with my personality i'm i'm quite a quiet um i'll blend into the background at a wedding and and my clients choose me because of that I'm not a big brash photographer I capture moments sort of 
quite delicately and and um you know over the years it's really important that you are listening to your client and seeing what they want and um learning what the situation is my job i'm dealing with so many different people so many different characters and and i have to really pitch it quite well on it's a stressful day a wedding so i have to um sort of work around everybody and just get the best out of them and make sure that they have a, an absolutely fantastic time and also now that i'm working far more with commercial entities and personal branding you really have to look into your clients and work out what they want what their business wants rather than i've got a, um, a creative background and i can um photograph things creatively through through what I've learned over the years but also it's such a strong skill to make sure that you are communicating in a visual format what their business is all about I might think oh no I want to photograph it like this but you've really got to understand who their ideal client is because that might not work for their ideal client it might work for another um person that I'm going to be working with so you really have to dig quite deeply and delve in really quite deeply to people's businesses um, and what makes them happy and what makes them feel comfortable as well because it shows in a photograph whether the shoulders are going up they're not relaxed and through through all my work I feel that there's definitely a theme that everybody feels comfortable feels relaxed and it's sort of authentic to them that sounds really amazing and it's it's as you were talking I was kind of thinking back to some of my clients and I I think we're we're quite similar on that respect in that it's not just about the work that you do and the results that you produce but it's all about the relationship that you have with your client and it's getting to know them as a person, what they like, how they how they operate, um, and also being able to kind of read their body language. Are they okay? Are they comfortable? Are they relaxed? Are they stressed? And then I guess you can then tailor your approach or what you say to them or how you get them to, to stand or pose or, or get involved in the shoot somehow, depending on the signals that they're giving back to you. Yeah, most definitely. And also there might be in a shoot that I'll sort of say, oh, maybe stand like that, look there. And actually I'm waiting for them to just relax or laugh or look somewhere else. And I'm I'm looking for that moment. That is sort of precious, that capturing that moment, that is a true representation of them. And it's learning those skills as as you do it for a long time that you can go right I, I don't actually really want them to give each other a kiss I want that second afterwards when they look at each other and they laugh and they're like oh yeah I've done it that's what I'm capturing and sort of in a wedding or a personal branding or commercial shoot or I, I do events as well you're surveying it all the time and you're really on high alert you're somebody described um, me another photographer they said it you're brilliant you're like a sniper you're just <laughs> looking but silently looking for that moment to photograph and that moment that will tell so much give so much information um, and, and keep so many memories just 
just different things like that. I was going to say, and they're probably the photographs that, for example, the, the bride and groom will put in their wedding album or put in the frame, put it on the wall, because they're the ones that you really captured the moment, the emotion, kind of you captured the whole day in that one single nanosecond. Yes. So yeah, all credit to you on that one. Very, very kind of creative and you've just got to be on, on high alert the whole time. So what what would you say is, is the best part of the job that you do? Oh, there's so many brilliant parts of my job. I, I'm really, really fortunate that I do a job that I'm very passionate about. I love. Um, I love the variety. I love meeting lots of different people. I love it that it's a, a sort of a creative outlet for me. I love it that it pushes me every day. It makes me have to think about things differently and how can I you know, get seen. I have to put quite a few hats on, like many people that run their own businesses. Um, and sometimes that makes me uncomfortable. I'm not, I want to just be out there taking the photographs and, and editing them. I love them editing too, because it brings that photo shoot to life again. And for me, it's, it's reliving it and it's, oh wow, yes, I did get that. and they're going to really love that shot. That's really going to work for them to be able to tell their clients what they do. It's, it's helpful. It's going to be very beneficial to that company. Um, it, I love it that people will have pictures that they will treasure for a long time. I feel very privileged that those photographs are going to be with them for years and years and years and they quite often can be up on their wall and to me that is I feel privileged that they have asked me and chosen me to do their photography I think like like you said I think with with freelancers I think with pretty much every person that's um, self-employed freelance um working on their own business is that there is this genuine kind of burning desire to create to produce a result to to do something for other people and I think that's from thinking back to to my clients and and listening to you it's that driving ambition to constantly be the best for your clients for that person and being able to do what you love to do but to do it in a way that then benefits somebody else and that's I think that's the kind of the the thread that joins us all together, all those of us that are are self-employed going solo out there in the world of business. So if that's the best part of your job, what's the worst part? (laughs) The worst part of my job? Um, That's quite a hard one, actually, because as I just mentioned, I I love my job and I love love the variety of it. my worst is sometimes my best little bit. Um, so I would struggle maybe expressing myself in words. Um, so when I'm doing my paperwork and things like that, I'm not a natural writer. Mm-hmm. That's something I, I struggle with. I'm actually severely dyslexic, but photography gives me that voice rather than the written word. It allows me to communicate. It allows me to put 
my opinion or not my opinion but to put my voice forward so that's my worst and it can help me to be better it helps me push it helps me check into myself am i doing this right am i communicating properly so you know doing the accounts doing social media posts and things like that can take me quite a long time and that's frustrating so that's my worst part of my job because I want to just show what I can do but not necessarily write about mm -hmm. what I do and I think that's that's good in a way because when I suppose when people look for a photographer I know from myself, you, you're not necessarily looking at the text that they've written on the website. You want to see what they can actually do. You want to see the pictures that they take. And if you're using kind of the what you, you might think is a, a slight weakness or kind of a bit of a, a negative part, you're using them that as a positive and a strength to just push you that one step further, just yeah. to push you that little bit further out of your comfort zone to say, okay, well, if I'm not going to do it that way, I'm going to find another way to do it. So that's quite inspirational. So I really like that one. So for anybody that wants to know kind of a bit about behind the scenes of a, a day in the life of a, a photographer, what, what kind of, what does your day look like? Okay. So my days can be really, really varied. Um, and also no week is the same there's no um it's not a nine to five last night I was at an event photographing um an awards night um so that was the evening and then this morning I thought well I was working late last night actually I need to do something for me so I went and did a nice dog walk went and had a coffee and then did a little bit of planning then I'll come back, I'll be editing, um, so I'll work from my office editing, and then sometimes I might even get a call on that day and go, I need some photographs today, and I, for instance, last week I had a, pho a phone call at about half past one in the afternoon, I need some photographs, I've got, I'm going to be in the press, they're running a story about me, they need a full length um, picture of me, I only have really nice headshots, are you available to take my photograph? Um, yeah, I have got a meeting later on this afternoon, but I'm sure that I can work it round, they were local, so I went and did their shoot. Oh, by the way, the deadline is six o'clock today, so then I have come back, edit those pictures, get them over to the client and got them to her for 10 to 6. Wow. Because she had to go and wash her hair in between, phoning <laughs> me, me having a meeting and doing the shoot. Um, so it's varied all the time. Um, and then on a wedding day, that would be at a weekend usually. So it's not like I'm working Monday to Friday, I'm working on a Saturday. So um, I would get up, have have a good breakfast because it's a really long day, go out. Often it's a journey, it can be an hour, hour and a half journey away. Then I photograph the bride's prep all the way through to 
the first dance, which is usually sort of about eight o'clock in the evening. And then I'll come home and I'll put everything away. I won't work on the wedding then. I'll give it a day or so um, before I get back and editing. And if I'm editing, I can be editing for a couple of days on a project. Um, but in between that, there's inquiries coming through, there's emails coming through, um, maybe possibly phone calls as well. And then office, often fitting a shoot in as well in the week too. So it's really varied. And at some point I'm meant to be doing my accounts <laughs> as well. Which... Yeah, there's always that to be yeah. done, isn't there? There's always some yeah. not very exciting paperwork that needs to be done, but we are... We'll always take priority and editing will always take priority. <laughs> it's funny that the amount of people that I've spoken to, not many of them actually like doing all that kind of stuff behind the scenes or the admin or the, um, the what would they class as the slightly more boring tasks that, that have to get done in order for the business to carry on. We always want to be out there doing the thing that we're actually good at, but not actually necessarily looking at business plans and strategies and spreadsheets and accountant things but yes it's all it's all got to be done um definitely and also also in my day as well that when I'm working with a commercial client or personal branding I will be having a zoom call with them I um really get to know my clients find out what their business is about I will give them creative ideas I'll be talking through so my brain will be ping 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 ideas about their business and how we can photograph it so then I'll I'll be talking to them about those ideas that they maybe need to go away and source props or think about a location that we can use um, and then I'll maybe even pull together um, a load of ideas and email that over to them so it is it is really varied um and it isn't just about going and taking photographs so you know younger people that are looking at the job think oh yeah i'm just going to take photographs it's so much more involved it's organization organizational skills it's communication skills it's all those different elements that you need to bring into your business to make it successful it sounds like it's physically and mentally I guess draining at times that if you're if for example on a wedding shoot that's that's a long day probably being stood up kind of trying to be inconspicuous in the background and then mentally draining because you're thinking you're trying to think creatively you're trying to think kind of one step ahead of everybody else having to think about like you say props and images and, and what the end product is going to look like so I guess at yeah. the end of the day you must be shattered. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, you get, I try and be very careful with the amount of shoots that I'm taking on because I want to be fresh for them. And yeah, you need to be looking after your clients as well as yourself. I need to look after myself to make sure that I still have that passion for my job so what kind of daily habits or daily routines do you um, ensure that you follow to make sure that you are fit and well and healthy and as creative as, as possible 
so um, I'm a real outdoorsy girl. I love the outdoors. Um, I, I have a dog. I have a, a black Labrador. So I take her for a walk um, pretty much every morning. Um, love that time of just a little bit of quiet time on my own. Or sometimes I might meet up with a friend and walk. Um, I also um, go running and I run with another couple of girls and love that. It's more of our chat time than run well we run but it's also a really good way of just catching up and feeling that I'm doing a bit of exercise so most days I will try and well a couple of times a week I'll try and do that but I also um go to an outdoor fitness class too which again I'm training with people I quite like to train with people it gives me that motivation I think I possibly wouldn't do it if I didn't know there were other people going to be there and just especially working at home on your own it just gives me that chance to go out and just touch base with different people and then come back um I'm a mum I'm a mum of two too so my day um I have to sort of do kids I don't have to do the school run uh, they're a bit older now so they can get themselves to school but it's still mum taxi in the <laughs> evenings quite a lot of that going on so it's balancing that in my day um, too and I, I love yoga too even though I haven't been doing it for quite a while I used to do quite a lot of yoga which was really good um, relaxation for me and just getting my mind and body sort of grounded yeah because I guess then there are days when you have to have those quieter times to kind of calm your mind calm the body and relax because you know that you might have some stressful days coming up so it's all about looking after yourself mentally and physically to prepare yeah. for things but also recover from previous previous yes. and think projects yeah. that you've been working on definitely and and yeah I think just going outside just having a walk that's just a great way of just going yep yeah, done that let's just get back to work it's just given me that little bit of space and um yeah so on these walks do you ever take your camera or do you take your phone or do you find that you suddenly think oh that would make a good picture I'll just stop and capture yeah. that I don't I don't tend to take my camera because I'm out with the dog it's it's sort of um very much more sort of the dog walk um I'll take my phone so sometimes yeah I'll take uh, pictures on my walk and um, sometimes pop them up or just have them in for me just to know oh yeah I did that this time last year I don't always post things like that um, but yeah I, I, it's it's always there it's, you're <laughs> always looking for something um, and that's the beauty of having a phone it's small it's in my pocket when I'm juggling with a dog I've got access to to making and the cameras are so good on, on phones nowadays. It's amazing, the picture quality that you can get. So when you're out with your family then, do they kind of check to see if mum's got her camera or she's got her phone on her or she's messing with the phone and yeah. they're like, oh, she's going to take a picture again. <laughs> yeah, they do, they do. And I'm just like, come on, this is what I love doing. Let me just... <laughs> and... um. And I do sometimes take the kids on a photo shoot because I realise that time is marching on really quickly and just it's so important to capture them. And 
especially uh, not just on my camera, just to have those special photographs. Just um, keeping it very informal. We'll probably bring the dog along so that they're distracted and don't really feel like it's turning into a photo shoot or anything like that. But yeah, I tend to often do it similar season each year so that I've got a little bit of documentary of that year. I, not religiously, um, but yeah. And I find that there's a lot of camera, uh, photo, uh, phone photos that I'm not in. So it's family, it's three of them or the two kids or, and then I'm like, oh yeah. I was there <laughs> somewhere behind the camera where I feel comfortable. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Our, our family's just the same. We have so many photos mainly of kind of Christmases and birthdays when myself and my brother were smaller and you suddenly think, where's dad in all these pictures? And he's like, yeah. I'm the one taking the photo. So I'm super conscious now that when we do have a, a family get together or a celebration that I make sure I stand back now and I take pictures where he's included because otherwise yes, yes. it's going to get to a point where we don't have any any pictures um, of him so yes yeah, so I always try and take some kind of stand in a doorway or kind of just outside the room so I can see everybody and try and take pictures and but yeah it's uh it's just something to be mindful of isn't it that you've got to get yourself in the pictures again <laughs> Definitely, I know. Yeah, selfie as but, well. Yeah, well, it's perfect, <laughs> isn't it? It's great. I don't. I feel far more comfortable behind the camera, so I will just adopt that. And yeah, I have to go mm, right. Come on, swap over. I need to occasionally be in a photo, but also I think that's a really good plus because so many of my clients say oh I'm, I'm really worried about having my photo done I'm not photogenic it's 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 scaring me and and I understand that and I think that's really important that I understand how they might feel how uncomfortable they might feel and then hopefully I can make them feel relaxed yeah because if you're saying to them that you you're you've been in that same situation you're not terribly comfortable being in front of it and so it hope hopefully they can trust you more and kind of know that you will only do your best for them and that you're not there to make them feel uncomfortable you're there to really relax them and, and let them enjoy the process I guess so if they know that you have side insecurities which we all do then um, again yeah. that builds a relationship with your with your clients so Speaking of clients, what's been the most kind of memorable client request or day or shoot or anything? You've probably got lots. Yeah, I have actually. There's there's lots of interesting um, quite varied. Um, so a memorable shoot I did um was with the England ex England goalie David James it was for a, a commercial shoot it was um for a big tech company or electricity company something like that 
it was really memorable because I was really quite nervous about going there thinking, oh my God, I've got to take his photos. But he was just relaxed, self-assured, comfortable to have his photograph taken, not standoffish. He made my job so easy. He was a joy to work with and it, it made the process um, go really smoothly and probably went really smoothly for him because there was no conflict from him. He was just a pleasure to work with and we had a couple of children on the shoot as well and obviously they were quite starstruck and he spent time with them he was just brilliant um so that was really memorable and i've also another i've worked with uh, another professional rugby player who's um he was a northampton saints player um and I happened to photograph his wedding, which was in a beautiful setting. It was just in the middle of the woods. The ceremony was in the woods and he had a lot of um, England rugby players there. And again, lovely to, to work alongside with. They were just all very natural. Um, and I think the way that I work worked well with them. I wasn't intrusive. There were great big sofas in this um, woodland area that sort of had a canopy of, of trees over it. And they were just relaxed, having a great time or playing beer pong and just but able to be relaxed. Um, so that was another really memorable shoot. And then I've been really fortunate that I've done um, a couple of weddings abroad. So I did a wedding in um, Malta. My children were younger at that time. And the, the day after the wedding, all the guests were invited to go on a, a cruise uh, boat trip all around Malta. And they invited myself, my husband and my children. And they wanted us to join in with the guests. And that was really memorable that this was their wedding, but they wanted me to be part of it and I felt um, really humbled by that and it wasn't just me and it wasn't for me to come and take photos it was for me as a thank you to come and enjoy the next day that they were treating their guests to and, and also to let my family um, enjoy that so it's very fortunate my job does take me to really great places and um, Earlier this year, um, in October, I was flown out to Australia to photograph a wedding on a beach. And again, that is so memorable. I will never forget that. And just that wonderful opportunity that my job has allowed me to have. Um, the bride um, had been looking all over Australia. I, I knew her. She's an English girl. And um, she contacted me and said, I will fly you out there. I can't find anyone that their work is like yours, but also their personality is like you. And I want you to be there at my wedding. So that's that was very memorable. And I'm very grateful for that um, situation. That's such a high compliment, isn't it? That's, that really is high praise. Yeah. And that's that should make you so proud and 
kind of confident knowing that this the whole round all the whole package the service you provide the the relationship and the trust that you build up with people is so lovely and personal um it sounds like you just have such lovely day (laughs) but also i'm i'm i i'm not in contact with them all the time um it is a work it is but i think I can just naturally be me. I don't have to be going, oh, do this, do that, do the other. I think they, I, I maybe attract them that are similar to me, that it, they know that my work will fit in with their day. Um, and also, it, if it's for a business client, they know that I'm not going to be, possibly be this photographer that takes over and is bossy and and that it's somebody that's going to make the day work smoothly um no matter who there is present um i guess that's that's yeah and i think that gives the the client that sense that they are your priority and that they are important to you but also the way that you act you're showing them that you value them you respect them and again it it builds that relationship which you may not be in contact with them for months and months but they will always remember you for the service that you provided for the for the the actual product that you produced whether that be an image or um like a photo book or um whatever it might be um it's it's all credit to you um so on the flip side what's the strangest request you've ever had if you're allowed to say (laughs) Okay, yeah. <laughs> it it was really quite strange. Um I can't remember how long ago it was. It was quite a long time ago. Um a, a local uh, lady approached me and um she was doing some fundraising for Brain Tumor um trust and she wanted to do a calendar like the calendar girls okay so said would i photograph it and at first i was like oh i don't know we really need to think about this we need to really make the pictures look fantastic i don't want it just cobbled Mm -hmm. together so anyway we had quite a lot of um discussions about it there were probably at least 30 local women that volunteered to be part of the the photo shoots. And people volunteered their beautiful houses. Somebody had a swimming pool in their garden so we could use that. We used loads of different locations and we did the calendar girls. So these ladies stripped off and I had to take their photographs and place props and products in the correct place. But that was the strangest. And I was extremely nervous about doing this, extremely nervous about putting my name to it in case the pictures didn't look great or didn't give the message we want. 
but we pulled it off brilliantly. There was a team behind behind it that helped. Um, the locations were brilliant. The women were absolutely fantastic, and I thought they were amazing, and they were amazing to work with. And then we ended up raising seventeen thousand pounds through the set. We went to um, national magazines as well, and they had features in it. So we were able to raise a huge amount. So that is the strangest. <laughs> Everybody um, stepped out of their comfort zone on that day. Completely, completely. And it was taken over a number of days. And I felt really pleased that I could give my time for, um, for this project and, and raise um, a lot of money, help them raise a lot of money. So, yeah, it was amazing. It was an amazing job yeah, to do. Yeah, such a worthwhile cause as well. So let's find out just a little bit more about Becky, shall we? So what kind of tips, tricks, life hacks have you picked up along the way in your job that you can share with everyone listening? Um, I think be true to yourself. I have to be true to myself. I, I, um, I have to be authentic. Um, I have to just be me. Because me won't suit everybody, but the people it does suit, it's great. And it makes a fantastic working relationship. Um, communication skills are really important. Um, I think you have to um, talk to your clients and really get to know them and really be perceptive of what they are all mm -hmm. about. Um Uh, I think I've met quite a few influential people in my journey that have really um, carved the way. I maybe didn't realise it at the time, but looking back, quite strong women, um, especially in my first part of my education. Um, and also, I think my parents my life hacks that sort of through my parents and my family upbringing and their work ethic and um they worked hard both my parents ran their own businesses my grandparents on both sides had their own businesses so I guess that possibly rubbed off of me they were all very very different industries really completely um different from each other um but prob probably that's been my life hack because i've seen behind the scenes of how a business works i know that my granny owned a laundrette um but i used to go there as a child and um sit in the laundrette while she was counting out the money um because this was a long long time ago and help her and then we'd walk down to the bank in the town and saw those different sides of it and and if we were staying um i didn't live near my grandparents but if we were staying i would hear them go out at 10 o'clock at night to go and check they had to i presume change close it up or something mm -hmm. like that so 
I've sort of understood that, that it's unsociable hours. Um, you've got to put your all into your business to make your business successful, to make your business have longevity and um, that people will keep returning to you because they know they get a, a good service. And I, I think just be consistent. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree more with with all that. And I think you've you've kind of said it. it's that having that work ethic and I think having the passion drives you. That's what will keep you motivated and having some good, healthy habits, good routines every day keeps you on track, keeps you kind of mentally fit and physically fit and and just kind of mindful of everything around you, what's going on. So has anybody kind of given you any advice or can you remember any particular advice that you've been given that you think maybe we could benefit from? Um, I think uh, just generally keep yourself around people that are similar, similar work ethic to you helps. Mm-hmm. Um, Sort of realizing what your goals are a little bit um my husband and i talk a lot um he will sometimes give me advice i don't always take it <laughs> maybe a little bit down the line i do um and also friends i talk to friends about my business sometimes they don't always know, but a couple of my friends uh, are creatives, graphic designers. So I talk to them about work and what I'm doing and what my plans are. Um, so I think my advice is um, be adaptable as well. Have your goals, but things change you might go, I'm going to be doing this, I'm going to be doing that, but things throw themselves up in life. Um, and I think always be humble. I, I, that's advice that I've always been sort of taught and, and take on board. Really be humble. Um, and don't look for shortcuts. It's, it's, a long, it's a long-term thing. I think often, um, sort of at the moment, maybe youngsters want a fast track to something and you've got to look at it for the long term and just keep being true to yourself and working and just setting yourself little goals that are um achievable and then you'll get there so lovely such words of wisdom love it um oh my god you you mentioned which um, i talk a lot with clients about is be really clear on your goal, what you want, what you want to achieve. But I always say to to be flexible in your approach. So you may have one path set out in your mind as to how you're going to achieve something or get something. But quite often life throws us a little curveball now and again. And it's just like you said, being adaptable, being flexible, knowing that you will still get to where you want to be. You'll just take a different path. So that's I think that's really, really key. So totally. 
there are loads of things that throw up and you do go off on a different path but then you can hop back on that path yes. when the time is absolutely. right absolutely so some other little questions that I always ask my guests just for my own curiosity what what three things would you take on a desert island I'm always quite intrigued as to what these items are well my camera <laughs> of course it would have some kind of some kind of camera some some shape yeah. or form um I listen to the radio a lot um when I'm editing I like listening to the radio if I'm in the car I like listening to the radio it's just that mix of a little bit of somebody talking and music mm-hmm. I can just sort of switch off so I think I would like a radio because I couldn't choose what music I would want whereas the radio will give me that um lots of different genres I can just listen to different things um and I think um I would take my running shoes even if I wasn't running I'd be walking very sensible (laughs) (laughs) maybe a bit boring not not at all no I absolutely love finding out what what people think about what they would what they would take to a desert island it's fascinating the kind of the the way that their brain takes into is there food on the desert <laughs> island as well because i did wonder about the food <laughs> provisions do i have to go fishing or yeah. is there a shop on this island food shop and something like that so i wouldn't go hungry so again on the flip side of of that what things you would take the opposite of that is what one thing would you want to steal if you couldn't get in trouble nothing bad would happen what would you want to steal okay um I find this really this is quite this is a really tricky question because I think we have to get to what we want through a process. Mm-hmm. So just to steal it, to me, is a quick fix. Okay. So I would want to achieve something to be able to get something. But, so on that, I would want for me, my family, my friends, good health. I would want to steal good health. Ah, that sounds good. do that. <laughs> good health for everybody because that's key that's key we we need good health just to function and absolutely without that I mean I, I say it quite a lot I think I probably say it most weeks actually that if you're not looking after yourself you're no use to your no. business you're no use to your family your friends to yourself and we always well we tend to put ourselves at the bottom of the list we always are constantly looking at our to-do list and very rarely are we on that list our own our own that's so true i like that one no one said that yet so that was good i like that it's just intriguing kind of what what stance people take on on those types of questions um so again another weird and wonderful 
What's your weirdest but tastiest sandwich filling? If anyone's listening to this okay. at lunchtime, what are you going to inspire them to eat? Oh, so this, yeah, I think, I don't know if it's weird, but um, recently I've had a sandwich with, um, I think it just came out of maybe there was just a few leftovers in my fridge and I thought, oh, I like that flavour, I like that flavour, I like that okay. flavour. And I just put them together. So um, it was hummus and it was beetroot, which I used to hate, absolutely okay. hate, but now mm -hmm. we love. And I think it was feta cheese. Oh. And it tasted really nice. Ooh. And I think I would definitely, and I've done it again. So I yeah, it was. Okay. love the sound of that and what bread was it on what did we have i would say it would have been like a brown or sourdough bread i love sourdough bread um but or sort of a brown granary would be lovely too so we're going healthy but we're also going that really savory bit salty really strong taste but a few different textures in there. Yeah, and colours. It was nice to have the beetroot colour and brighten, brighten up a, a winter's day. I like the sound of that. And there's not many podcast guests that I've said to uh. what they like to eat because some of the choices, well, each to their own is all is all I'll okay. say. Some but that one that <laughs> one I am gonna try I am going to give that one a go so thank you very much for that one. oh you're welcome it has been an absolute pleasure Becky to to listen to your words of wisdom or the advice that you've got for us but also you can just hear the the passion and the commitment to your clients that you have um Every day must, yes, it'll be tiring, but I think you can be so yeah. proud of what you achieve and also the way that you handle yourself, the way that you run your business. I think that's a real credit to you. And I think for, for people that are listening, I think that's really critical. And that's something that you have to develop over time is that consistency, that work ethic, that striving to be the best. I think that's, that is so it's courageous and I think you you do that quite easily now with that life experience that you have but thank you so much for for sharing you're welcome um and my as as you know my my coaching is all about kind of empowering clients to be the best they can to improve their mindset and increase their confidence and make them feel unstoppable so my last question for you becky is what makes you unstoppable hmm. um i think because it's what we've just been talking about because um i have a passion for my job that keeps me going. And yes, some days are harder than others. And sometimes you're like, oh, right, I'm doing this now, I'm doing that now. But 
you know, in general, it's great. It's a privilege. And I feel very lucky because I never get that feeling in my tummy on a Sunday evening. Sunday-itis. Yeah, <laughs> I get a little bit of, oh, right, okay, I've had nice chilled out weekend it's been nice to step away from things if I haven't had a shoot um and I do crave that sometimes to not have a shoot on the weekend and do normal weekend things um but then sometimes I'm like right okay another day another week let's get cracking let's let's push on with this and let's get going that's amazing thank you so much for letting me pick your brains I have absolutely thoroughly enjoyed listening to you i thought it was going to be scary but i've actually i'm so so pleased it's not it's not scary i'm not scary it's it's all it's all thank you so much to becky and thank you to everyone who's listening um please follow the show leave a review follow me on social media and if you have any subjects or questions that you'd like me to include on a future episode then please email me My address is coaching at suzannebryden.co.uk and I can't wait for you to join me next time for another wander through the human mind and its thoughts and how we achieve success. So I will see you next time.